Hey, everybody. So I just wanted to do a quick little bonus episode. Um, I didn't go over all the tips that I wanted to in that last trade show tips episode. I was completely distracted and so giggly with Jacqueline being right there in front of me. And we had just also gotten done with the being at the trade show all day. So I wanted to add a few more tips in there, especially these are specifically for those people who are paying for a booth and who um, are investing their money and spending the time there. I had a few uh, comments about people saying that they had upcoming trade shows. So I wanted to make sure that those people were going in there with a strategy and really leveraging that opportunity, especially since, like I said, they'll be spending their time and money there. So let's get started. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey everyone, I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. So the first tip for being at an expo is that you should always have an expo special. So that could be, let's say you sold t-shirts for $25 a piece. You could be doing a expo special of two for 40 or something like that where it's really drawing people into your booth and getting them to purchase right then and there. And they know it's posted up there like a big poster board that says expo special two for $40. And when I was in the expo biz, um, trade show life, there were so many friends, they would go there with each other and they would buy in together because of the expo special. So they would, you know, both throw in like $20 and then, um, they would make the purchase together. So that really helps to push sales because people are just, they're there to spend and shop and everything and they want to get the best deals. So another uh, way that I used to do that was our expo special was always a freebie. So we used to sell these te- these fleece pullovers that would say love to scrap and things for the scrapbooking world and scrapbooking expo. We would give away a free t-shirt with it. So that fleece was like $45 and then um, the t-shirt at cost was like $5, not even $5. I think it might've been like $3.50. So let's say we instead said, hey, 20% off of everything, you know, $45, that would have been $9 rather, you but instead we're giving a freebie, which a t-shirt retail value is like $10, $15, right? Um, At least it was at our booth. And um, they saw that value. So they would come and get that expo special and um, take advantage of that, buy a fleece and get a t-shirt free. So something like that, where it's a very tangible is more effective than having a percent off or the buy one, get one. It's really great too. 
So the next one, uh, the next suggestion I have is to have a sign up that says we take all major credit cards or we accept all major credit cards. So I used to do this with having all the logos of the um, major credit cards. And that's because a lot of times there's trade shows where they're all cash and carry. So people in that case, they're paying for cash and they're carrying out their goods. But people have a limited amount of cash on them usually. I hardly ever have cash. And so if you do indeed accept credit cards, because you know, for a lot of expos now, you can just have PayPal here which is a card reader that you just attach to your mobile phone or your cell phone and you're able to process payments right into your PayPal account. And you can do the same thing with Stripe. If you have a Stripe account, you can have a free Stripe reader and it goes directly into that Stripe account. So it's so super easy compared to what it used to be where you used to have to set up like a phone line, a merchant account, all that crazy stuff um, back when it wasn't quite so easy and over, over the internet. So... Suggestion number two was to make sure that you have a sign that has, we accept all major credit cards. And that's because a lot of people will buy more and buy more often when they are able to pay with their credit cards. So the next one is, um, so I want, I know we talked about this in the previous episode a little bit, but was to host a giveaway. So the way that you approach that is really to get as many emails as you can. So make sure you have a giveaway. I used to have this one clear box and then I would have these little forms where they would put their name and email and phone number. And so then if they won, then I was able to contact them. So they would put it into that clear plastic box that I basically just bought it. Office Depot, and they were able to see all the people that had registered for that giveaway. In the last episode, I talked about how you can use a certain software, so I added that to the show notes. So it's called Join by Text. So basically, they text something like winner. Let's say they text winner to a specific five-digit phone number, and then there's an auto response saying, you're all set to be a part of this giveaway. Just give me your email. And then they type it in, and then they automatically go to MailChimp on a specific email list. So it's really easy because they're not having to write out their emails. When people are scribbling out their emails, it's a little bit harder which brings me to my next suggestion. My next suggestion is to always track your sales and the number of emails. So that way you're able to predict the inventory that you need at the next trade show. So when you're tracking your sales, you're able to see how much you sold of each item. Because a lot of times if you're going to a trade show that's far away, you're having to ship that inventory. So you want to get it as accurate as you can. Also, the number of emails. What's your goal? Do you want to sign up 100 people, 50 people? What is realistic? What makes it profitable for you and a return on investment? If you get 100 emails, is it worth it to you to go back to that trade show the following year? So the next one, number five, is to have a follow-up email sequence ready. So when those people sign up for your emails, perhaps they get another email saying, hey, it was great seeing you at blah, blah, blah trade show. And then here's a freebie that I thought you might like. Something like that. So maybe two to three emails in a follow-up sequence that is tailored to that specific trade show. So when you're drained, which you will be completely drained from being a salesperson all day on the vendor floor, then you already have those automated and they are making follow-up emails for you. A lot 
of people, they're not able to make that decision right then and there if they want to make a purchase. So maybe you extend that deal to them that if you purchase on my website right here, since you missed it at the trade show, I'll give you 25% off. Something like that where they can still grab some sort of deal and you're able to still get some sort of sale out of them because they weren't able to turn over and make a decision quick enough um, at the trade show. So that was number five. Number six is decoration tips. Now, a lot of times you're paying for um, the booth space, you're paying for a table, you're paying for a tablecloth, or you bring the tablecloth with you. And then you get like a drapery that comes down from like these rods. And so you're not able to put a lot on those draperies, if anything at all. But the way that I used to do that is that I used to buy the S hooks that would fit on those rods. And they're pretty big. Um, They're standard size and then I would hang paper garland from them so when I say paper garland I mean those um, circles that were punched out and put onto a string and it would hang there I put a whole bunch of them up and it would make my booth stand out because there was like pops of color it was really playful you can do that with like honeycomb tissue fans you know those ones that come in a circle you can do tassel garland you can do pinwheels which is like the accordion style paper ones the reason why those were so great is because they're one really easy to travel with and pack up wrapping it around like a piece of cardboard and then you're unwrapping it as you get there and hanging it on the s hook so a whole bunch of paper garland hanging down and it's so beautiful and it's a tension grabber but it weighs next to nothing you're not able to put anything up besides your sign usually on those draperies because you cannot hang up weight onto them but if it's just paper garland then it won't weigh hardly anything. So another way that I've seen people do something with this is that they will use balloons, helium balloons, but be very careful with this because a lot of expos that I went to would charge you a fine if you used helium balloons. And that's because if they drift up into the ceiling, there's a specific like man who has has to come out on a forklift thingy and get that balloon. And um, so you'd have to pay the, it was really steep. I remember it was like $500 or something if that man had to come out and, and bring that forklift machine out. So you want to be really careful with balloons and things like that, that they say, no, you cannot have that. And that is in the contract that you sign when you sign up to be a vendor. So tip number seven is to have a Facebook Live. So Facebook Live is so favored in the Facebook world, right? Jacqueline actually did this when we were attending the conference Sourcing at Magic. She did a Facebook Live to show the like micro factory of how they were doing print on demand clothing. So she did a Facebook Live into her Facebook page. Now this is really smart. You're pushing your post up to the top because Facebook favors Facebook Lives. So that might be a great way to say, hey, I'm here at blah, blah, blah Expo. I'd love for you to stop by. Here's what I have in my booth. It's because you want them to come out, take a look at your entire booth and maybe show it when it's like really busy and buzzing and lots of fun. So then people will be enticed to check it out. So number eight, bring a helper with 
a specific role. So when you bring a helper, it actually helps you so much because in the last episode, we talked a lot about staying on your feet, drawing people into your booth and smiling and standing up. And it's a lot to do when you're by yourself. Um, I find it so much easier to do this when I have a partner in crime, let's say, a partner that also does the same with me. So I'm not feeling like such a crazy person pulling people into the booth and they're able to help me out. If you have a helper, you might want to designate a specific role. If their role is to help with the process of getting emails, then they would be the person that approaches that person with a clipboard or approaches that person with a text messaging thing or, you know, any of that stuff. So then it's really easy for them to know their role. And then also when it gets extremely busy, they're able to know what their role is in the process. And you're kind of able to partner up where you need to and kind of have a flow to the booth. Number nine is to tag other vendors in posts. So let's say you tag your neighbor vendor or the other vendors across the way, and there's 15 other vendors that you tag during that time. Well, if they see that you tag them, let's say on Instagram, they're very likely to follow you back. If Since you're throwing them some love and tagging them and saying, you know, I'm here with this person, that person, a bunch of tags, then it also helps to promote you too to their audiences. Their audiences see that they're tagged. Now, they might repost photos. You might be making that great connection with other vendors. Either way, it's a win-win and it takes so little time. So the last and final tip that I have is to make sure that you have freebies. So we kind of mentioned this in the last um, episode where we talked about how I used to give away pins, little pins for scrapbookers that would say um, Girls Gone Scrapping. And then we also handed out these beautiful prints that were for the inspiration board that said Be Bold Today. That's what Jacqueline and I did. So it gets people to remember your booth. I remember when we were at a scrapbooking booth and somebody gave out so they punched out a whole bunch of butterflies and then they um, pinched the, the wings together so it looked like that butterfly had just landed. So these are just paper butterflies. Keep it, keep this in mind. And so if you can visualize with me, they took like a glue dot, a zot is what it's called in the crafting world, and they would put that butterfly on that person's shoulder and that was their freebie. So it would be on the top of their shoulder. And so anybody that passed by us looks like they had a butterfly landing on their shoulder and it was a freaking hit. People would pass by and they'd be like, where'd you get that? And it also contributed to the fun of the event. It was a really clever way to get people to remember that booth. And I've always tried to do things that were 10 cents and under. Jacqueline had mentioned how she would do like a little card and she would do little aspirin packets and then she would give them out for people who are carrying around really heavy bags at the expo. So anything like that, like I said, it could be candy, it could be anything. But the more creative you are, I found even if it was somebody doing that butterfly, it just draws people in. So they're coming into a booth that looks really pretty and welcoming. The people are standing there smiling and they're saying, hey, do you want a butterfly for your shoulder? And then while they're standing there, you say, we're also doing a giveaway. Here's where you sign up. And then that's when you hand them the clipboard. And then you say, also, by the way, our expo special today is 
two t-shirts for $40 or one for $25. And here's our most popular t-shirt. People have been loving this t-shirt today. Boom, you show the most popular t-shirt. You know, so you're really engaging that person and making the sale, but doing it in a very conversational way where you're asking for the sale in a very informal way. First of all, you're giving them a freebie, making them feel so good because who doesn't love a whimsical butterfly on their shoulder or something where you're giving them a freebie. And then you're getting their email so you're able to follow up with an email sequence if they don't happen to buy right then and there. You're telling them about the specials so then they're like, oh, I actually would love a deal. And then also you're making that connection with them. So hopefully you're one of the the booze that stands out in their mind, and then they're able to put you with the emails that um, are coming through because they remember your face and they remember your friendliness. So something like that where there's a really a great process built in that suits your personality, but also makes it an opportunity that you can really leverage since you happen to be at the trade show anyways and you're, you know, you're there to work and you're there to have fun and you're there to connect and it just, it's a great experience and Every single trade show that you go to, you'll become better at the process and you'll you'll figure out what works and what doesn't work. So after the trade show, you're able to look at the numbers. How many emails did we get? How many um, sales did we get? Did we really overdo it with, you know, sending an inventory or taking this particular inventory? What are our most popular pieces? And we should just take those next time and try to sell those. Was that trade show worth the money that I put into it? So hope that was helpful. I'm going to do a quick rundown of everything that I just talked about. So number one, have an expo special. Number two, have a sign that says we accept all major credit cards. Three, have a giveaway and make it easy for them to join. So make it um, where they can sign up on a clipboard with their email or do a join um, by text pro, um, promotion. Four, keep track of your sales and the number of emails that you're getting. So then you can predict inventory for the next time. You want to set a goal too. Um, I kind of talked about that. So have a goal and track those two specific things. Number five, have your follow-up email sequence ready. Um, this is just so you aren't completely completely tapped out and needing to email all those people when you're completely tired. Number six, have some creative decorating ideas and, you know, maybe use paper where it's really lightweight and can still draw people in visually with something that's really creative and appealing. Um, number seven, do a Facebook Live. You know, put yourself out there and make the people online part of your event. Uh, number eight is bring a helper and have a role for that helper. Uh, number nine is to tag other vendors. Have a plan in mind of how many vendors you're going to tag. Put yourself out there, tag those people, connect with those people, and um, get those people to follow you back. Number 10 is to offer freebies and then also kind of know where those freebies will lead to. So it's a freebie to the email list, to the, you know, promotions that are going on. So when you are in contact with that person for 15, 20 seconds, you know what you're saying and you're able to do it in a really friendly and effortless and authentic way. Okay, so that's it, you guys. I hope that was helpful and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Product Boss Podcast. For free resources, materials, and to learn more about our mastermind or working with one of us one-on-one, -on -one, head over to the Product Boss Podcast.
www.thepowerhouse.com.